What's going on, Far Far Away family? Welcome to Star Wars in 10. So how's everyone doing this Wednesday? I hope everybody is doing good. Well, to be completely honest, I'm not feeling very well. Just to add insult to injury, now I have a toothache and I didn't get a wink of sleep last night. I swear, if it ain't one thing, it's another. My entire body from the neck down feels like I hit my funny bone. My head was the only thing that didn't hurt all the time. And now it is hurting. I can't win for losing. But no one came here to hear me complain about my problems. We came to hear about some Star Wars. So let's do just that. And how do we do that? By dropping the intro. What well you have? You are now tuned in to a Star Wars show, so just sit back and ready to flow. Clear your mind of what you know, and let the force be the course of where we go. As we take this journey far, far away, now let's hear what Darth Vader has to say. We would be honored if you would join us. Lucia was guessing the princess had gone there to find some privacy, as she struggled to deal with her emotions. She guessed wrong. Finding the barracks empty, she was forced to double back and take the other branch, knowing precious seconds had been lost. Running at a full sprint, she dashed down the hall and around the corner, nearly barreling into the Huntress. The Iktochi stepped quickly to the side to avoid the collision. At the same time, Lucia pulled up short, throwing herself off balance so that she stumbled and fell. Her knees smacked hard into the floor and skidded across the rough stone, tearing a hole in her trousers and scraping away a layer of skin. Have you seen the princess? She asked as she got back to her feet, ignoring the warm blood already welling up from the deep scrapes on her injured knee. She knows what you did, the assassin said. She knows you betrayed her. The unexpected accusation caught Lucia off guard. She didn't even try to deny it. How? I told her. Lucia was stunned, unable to fathom how her secret had been exposed. And then she remembered the rumors that claimed the Iktochi could see the future and read minds. She was on the verge of asking why the Huntress would let this happen, only to tell Sarah of her betrayal after the fact. But then she remembered whom she was dealing with. She did it to hurt her. She is as much a monster as any Sith. For a moment she thought about going for her blaster. She wanted to kill the Huntress. She'd be doing the galaxy a favor. But despite her outrage, she knew she had no chance of killing the assassin. Attacking her would result only in Lucia's own death, and it would do nothing to help the princess. You can still find Sarah. Even if she knows what you did, maybe you can still convince her to get away before Des finds her. You can still save her. Which way did she go? She asked, wondering if the Iktochi would even bother to tell her. She ran off that way. The assassin replied, tilting her horned head to indicate the direction. Lucia's mind flashed back to the blueprints of the complex, and she knew where Sarah was heading. The princess was still determined to kill Bane. She was going to the control room to detonate the stone prison's self-destruct sequence. Not bothering to waste another second on the Huntress, she turned and ran off down the corridor in pursuit, her gait clumsy and uneven because of her bloody and rapidly swelling knee. The Huntress watched the princess's bodyguard rush off down the hall. She knew what lay at the end. In her visions, she had seen the walls of this prison come crashing down in a series of explosions. For an instant, she had thought the bodyguard was going to try to kill her. She was somewhat disappointed when it didn't happen. Yet she knew Lucia's end was inevitable. She had seen it. She turned and made her way with purposeful strides in the other direction, heading for the main hangar bay. 
a large cavern where she and the mercenaries had landed their shuttles. There was no point in sticking around, not when she knew the self-destruct sequence was going to be activated in a few minutes. Yet when she reached the hangar, she hesitated. The prisoner's escape hadn't surprised her. She knew he was not destined to die chained like an animal. She had seen him too many times in her dreams, locked in battle with the blonde woman from her visions in Ambria. Her subconscious mind was obsessed with them, and the Huntress suspected she finally knew why. Her life had become stagnant, hollow. She moved from job to job, but she had no real purpose, no greater goal. Despite her ability to see visions of the future, she had never sought to shape it. She had always felt a greater destiny awaited her, yet she had made no effort to pursue it. From her pocket, she drew out the lightsaber hilt and the small pyramid she had taken on Sutric. These were instruments of power. She could feel the importance of them. They had significance and meaning. They had purpose. She knew the Jedi claimed the light side had triumphed over the dark. They claimed the Sith were extinct. Yet the Huntress also knew this was a lie. The Sith still lived. She had tasted their power, and she had found it intoxicating. Securing the lightsaber and the pyramid back under her robe, she made her way over to lean against the guardrail of the large metal balcony overlooking the landing pads. From her vantage point, she could look out across the tops of the four vessels parked below, giving her a clear view of Doan's night sky through the wide entrance on the cavern's far side. Two of the ships were unremarkable. Shuttles owned by the mercenaries the princess had hired to staff the station. The third was the princess's personal vessel. Newer than the others, it bore the blue and yellow symbol of House Doan on either side. And then there was her own vessel, the Stalker. Smaller than any of the other ships, its shining black hull and blood-red trim still made it stand out. After a moment, she made her way slowly down the stairs, but when she reached the ground below, she didn't board her ship. Instead, she began to wander slowly up and down the aisles between the vessels, idly running her hand across their hulls. She felt compelled to wait a little while longer. Something important was about to happen something more than the spectacular implosion of the stone prison. She could feel it coming on the currents of the Force. She couldn't quite grasp what the event was. Sometimes the future could be as slippery as a fleek eel, but she knew it had something to do with her visions, and she intended to wait around long enough to see this through. Her destiny depended on it. Xana knew she was getting close. The part of her journey through the stone prison's maze of rooms and halls had been conducted in near-total darkness. Only the pale green light of her glow stick had guided her, that and the Force. She could feel her master's presence deep inside the complex, drawing her forward. Even so, she made several wrong turns and came across a number of dead ends as she moved silently through the darkness. The layout of the dungeon was intentionally confusing to thwart any efforts to rescue those held captive within its walls. Yet Xana had persevered, never giving in to frustration or anger, even when she was forced to turn around and go back the way she had come. Eventually, she knew she would reach her destination. Up ahead, she saw a faint glimmer of light spilling from around a corner, and she knew her patience had been rewarded. 
Moving forward, she found herself traveling through an illuminated corridor. She had reached the section of the facility that had been reopened. Bane had to be nearby. Tossing her glow lamp aside, she proceeded forward cautiously, keeping her awareness open to warn her before she ran across any guards, even as she continued to home in on the cell where they were holding her master. She had gone less than a hundred meters when she felt a sudden and powerful disturbance in the force. An instant later, alarm bells rang out, and Xana knew what had happened. Bane had escaped. Well, this part of the chapter did an excellent job of building up suspense. The Huntress tells Lucia that she snitched on her. Lucia wants to kill her for doing it, and she should. She had every right to, but she is not a fool either. She knew she couldn't win, so she continued to search for Sarah. The Huntress was preparing to leave, but she knew something big was about to happen, so she decided to stick around and find out what it was. And Xana heard the alarms go off and knew that her master had escaped. A lot going on to build up this next part. So much anticipation. But we will have to wait till tomorrow to find out what happens next. Oh, a real quick reminder. You can catch me live on YouTube tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Lightsaber Radio crew and I would love for you to join us for an epic discussion of laughter and fun talking about Star Wars. But I think that's all we have for today. Join us tomorrow to find out what happens next. We hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Intent. Tune in next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can follow us on all major podcast directories. If you enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Star Wars in 10 was created by Kenai Shed and is distributed by Swaycast Network. This show was produced by Pigfield Media, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Leslie Schneider. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away.